Hi there. Welcome to The Preventable, the podcast giving you a seat at the table with conversations about the intersection of alcohol, drugs, and mental health in everyday lives. Take a seat and join us. Welcome to The Preventable. With me today are two very, very distinguished guests that I'm so incredibly excited to have on, to spotlight the program that they're rolling out, to hear their stories. Um, And as you all know, none of this could be even possible without the tremendous support that Hubbard gives us each and every uh, time we come in here and we record this. It's just really incredible and we're so grateful for their partnership. So again, with me today, hard pivot, we've got... James Purcell and Aaron Walsh. Their fancy title is Labor Recovery Support Specialists with Lean STL. And we're going to call them peers. Is that cool with y'all? Mm-hmm. Sounds about so, right. Okay. So first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Very, very good to be here. This so. is awesome. And y'all are representing when you're matching shirts today. I like it. Matching shirts. You're matching. <laughs> you're matching. It's that's cute. A, and we a, don't even do this on purpose. Really? Ever. You all didn't coordinate this? No, this just happens. It's pretty pretty special, right? No way. I totally thought you were like representing a company today, like Listen, for the no, pod. By the way, you know us a little bit, right? We, we, we know you. This is who we are. This is not just, you know, this is who it's, it's cute, y'all. It's cute. I'm not so, texting thank James you for saying yeah. Thank you for <laughs> saying so. what color shirt he's wearing. Right. Uh, well, you, you have to. You have to. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be one of those like old married couples that walks out like wearing the exact same thing, right? Like a blue button down and hey, khaki Nic- pants. Nicole, Does that can, happen a can lot? I ask you a question? Is, sure. Is there something wrong with that? No. Of course not. This might be why <laughs> that I'm not still not married. Is that not, <laughs> is that not okay? You know? No, I don't think it's okay. But again, maybe it's why I'm, you know, divorced. Who knows? Anyway, um, Lena STL. Should we delete that part out? I think let's leave it in because it's funny. Yeah, it's great. The married couple? Yeah. 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 You're like I, a married I, couple. It's I, cute. I love it because Aaron and I have only known each other for nine months and, and uh, a day. And so I find it pretty incredible, although we are both, uh, if I don't say so myself, pretty uh, open and caring people. But we have known each other a short time, Mm -hmm. and it is one of the great undercurrents of our program that we won't necessarily ever get to talk about or unless you know us that you'll know how special it is. Uh, uh, interpersonal relationships and having a partner in what we do is kind of a big deal. And so Absolutely. I fe- feel really lucky to have him um, next to me and to be able to move in that way and have that person to check in with. And he's a he's a pretty amazing cat. So anyway, sorry, I had to... No, you'd never know that you all have only been working together for nine months. I mean, it really does seem like you have a bond I would say brothers, but um, brothers don't always get along. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's like an unspoken kind of like yin and yang situation. <laughs> and, right? And, and, now you're and, speaking and that's what, you know, um, this has been a, on a developmental basis. I mean, it's not easy. Right. Oh, no. We're, we're, we are really two totally different kind of uh, uh, underneath different. Mm-hmm. We approach situations a lot differently. So having some compassion and understanding for each other. And, you know, being respectful of, of how one another is has uh, allowed us to flourish and, yeah. you know, be more fruitful in our actions. So, Lean, I remember when this idea was coming 
like when I heard about the idea and we'll really like dig into what it is but like when I heard about the idea like everyone was like super jazzed about it mm -hmm. and when I met you two at the luncheon you came up and introduced yourself and you're like hey we're with lean and I'm like I'm like putting two and I'm like you're the peers like that's so exciting that, like that's exactly you, how that happened yeah do you get that response a lot yes yes okay yes. so this was really a brainchild of folks like Don Willie and yes. folks at the Laborers yep. Union. Talk a little bit about how the program came into being, but also like what is lean specifically versus another entity? Because it's kind of a part of a part, right? Like a division of... Uh, in, in a way. In I a way. Okay. Mind. Yeah. Um, so we are, we are the second in the Laborers Union. Uh, mirrored off of a program in Boston that's been going on for five years. Um, three labor support specialists up there. They've had huge success. Um, and it was brought to our director by Don Willie and um, John Gall and a couple other people. And um, at first she kind of shot it down. Mm -hmm. This was in 2015. Sure. And over time, they were crunching numbers and they were seeing that, you know, they figured they didn't have a problem because people weren't utilizing these resources. Mm. Well, instead of looking at it that way, they realized we have a problem because people aren't utilizing the resources. Correct, correct. So um, the ball began to roll, and then it was kind of like, well, who's going to – where is this program going to come from? Is it going to be under the benefits office, or is it going to come out of the union? You know, And uh, the final say was that it's a benefit for our members. And so um, – so it's kind of, Lean STL is kind of like the HR department for the laborers union. We are part of our EAP program. Love it. Okay. Uh, but we do what our EAP program could never do. Exactly. That's the power of peers in this particular case. Right. You can do the things that the EAP cannot, does not know how to, does not have the capacity for, fill in the blanks. So how did you all, did you raise your hand and say, yes, please. Were you chosen to do this? I'm, Did you go through an interview process? Tell me. I'm sure like all things, you're going to get a different answer from each one of us. That's so, fine. So I'll give my answer. Yeah. Um, so f funny thing, getting older uh, as a laborer, you're also looking at your life, mm. looking at your life path, recovery. Uh, my best self, I uh, started... Uh, Going back to school um, about three years ago uh, for social work. No way, I didn't know that. I found that to be, huh. I, I, you know, these things when you when you contemplate, especially as an older person, family, children, mm. and you see people who are going to school and working full time, you go, I'm not, I'm not, I can't do that. Right. That's not me. And then it was me. You know, you take that first social work class, and you you're you're world explodes mm. and you realize that that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing um so you had been yes a laborer oh yeah oh yeah i've been a laborer for 24 years i st i started in uh uh 1999 something, something. Okay. 1999 i had to make <laughs> oh, sure I was, um, uh, that was the year i graduated high school and <laughs> in, in the that's that's i was gonna say that's messed up Nicole. Um, Makes me feel old too. Yeah, yeah. So, we, well, well, it's not a secret, right? We are, we are old. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm 52 know. years old. But that You're was part. As young of, as you feel. That was, you know, we are laborers. Remember, mm -hmm. I told you exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, so, but you know, we're all so much more than that. I'm also a marine, and you know, lots of things that go into that. Uh, but that was. This is like part of. You ask a question, and I'll try and make a, a long story longer. Um, 
So uh, that was supposed to be funny. Um, uh, Are you a dad? Yeah. you're really good with the dad, dad jokes. Oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. Sorry. Um, now now we're going to have to bleep that out. I had to go. I had to go there. <laughs> So, um, can I keep talking? Yes, go. So, so school's going on and I, like, this was hard too though, right? Like I'm making yeah. it sound like, oh, this is what happened no, to me. No, I mean, but you're working Like I'm working, I am laboring. That's a lot. And, and, you know, anybody can call us anytime and talk about laboring. Yeah, it's tough. It's so, hard on the body. It's hard mentally. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, Families, it's Families, all the same thing it's we're hard. all going yeah. through though too. And so I'm a class at a time. Then I would take two classes over the winter and it just would pick up steam. And so, um... This was part of my journey, though. You know, we can call it part of our recovery process, which I was in also, but it was it's part of my life journey. And, uh, you know, we're all part of these these systems, these life systems. And, you know, they're just I, I don't consider myself an especially lucky person. I don't gamble. I don't buy scratch off tickets. But uh, I was at my union hall and talking to some of my union reps, really amazing people in my life who who just didn't walk in my life uh ronnie griffin this great business agent uh and uh, you know just happened to be talking about school and they're like you know you can just when you see a light bulb go mm-hmm. off over right, somebody's exactly. head and like you know something's about to happen to you and you get butterflies and you're like oh what's good what's gonna happen uh so Ron runs me straight over to to uh, Don Willie, who looms large in our our in many people's world. That's it. He is a a gentle giant, amazing human being, and so and we can probably talk more about him and how he's a big part of why we're here. But instantly, all these things start clicking, and they tell me about this program. I had never heard uh, about a peer you know, what a peer was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how powerful it was. Um, I actually, uh, I mentioned I'm a Marine, so I also am a mental health consumer at the VA. Mm-hmm. And so immediately I started talking to the VA, shout out to the VA health system. Uh, the peers there are incredible and do incredible work. And they, you know, I started learning about this peer thing, but that is kind of how they introduced this. Uh, mm-hmm. This was last November. I was introduced to the program. What do you think about becoming a part of this program? And so I have to tell this joke and I'll, I'll hurry up and let Aaron finish. But so studying uh, for social work, you know, I've talked to people in the industry. And so I also work hard as a laborer. And so the joke is this. Everybody I talk to, um, like I know the president of Goodwill in St. Louis, he's like, James, when you get out of school, I'll hire you as soon as you get out for half of what you make right now. <laughs> like it's like, so yeah. it is this incredible, incredible opportunity to still work for my union, to, to be a part of the, the, the population, the human beings that I have, you know, blood, sweat yeah, and tears right. with worked alongside and the trenches. And that's the, that is one of the powers of the peer program. Absolutely. Right. It, it is the power because I mean, somebody outside of that, yeah. that world can't move no. can't speak can't sit there with you they can try they they can resemble it sure you, you might get lucky they might say the right things but it's it's part of the power of the peer is that instant trust that allows you to move past all mm-hmm. all the crap and and go straight to you know allowing people to to heal or to be human and to yeah know. there's that shared experience that you start with and they know that not only, you know, did you read books to pick up the lingo, mm. but you've lived it. You haven't learned it. You've lived it. By the way, people know. You know, people we know. all know they that. Know. Pe- people know. Well, 
we say that all the time, like working with teenagers, like they can spot a bullshitter a million miles away. And the thing that they really care about is that you're genuine and that you understand like that you you haven't forgotten what it's like to be a teenager. Like you get it. Mm. You remember it viscerally. You remember, you know, but it's that. You didn't learn it, you're living it. You know? I, there's so many aspects of this, and I love talking about it, but there's also that power differential, too. Oh, right? When that's engaged, the relationship million percent. The relationship changes. You know, Which is why I wanted to ask where this program lives, be, and that it's not the EAP, because some people still get real worried about EAP, that they don't want to necessarily disclose anything, because they don't want it getting back to their boss, and they don't want it impacting their performance or their you know pay or whatever. But this is different than that. I, I love Aaron. Aaron came across this. We also are community health workers. We, yeah. we studied, and I'm, I know I'm jumping all over, but That's okay. we studied at St. Louis Community College. Mm-hmm. and we're, They have a great program there. An incredible yep. program, a powerful program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that empowers people and they talk about community health centers and Aaron's like, we, we've created our own community health center in this, uh, and not to pat ourselves on the back or, but it's, it's a powerful thing that, that, uh, moves that, that describes it more skillfully than does an MAP or, or, and honestly for us, even a peer program, because we, we move differently. Mm -hmm. We are building, you're building your own thing and and really you're building it while you're flying. But I want to go back to something you said, which is that, is it right now? Is it true that there are only two in the country, us in Boston? Yes. As far as laborers go, which is nuts. And I think we've put a lot of spotlight on the fact that the construction industry here in St. Louis is leaps and bounds ahead of many other arenas and many other areas, particularly in the mental health space. It's it's incredible to it, say that in the state of Missouri. Right. And, I know. And we, and love- we do a lot of things wrong, but in here, in this space, we're doing a lot of things right, Absolutely. which is cool. So, so did you volunteer did you, I mean, were you voluntold? How did I'm you get into this? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, I love being voluntold. They, they, them guys have seen me. Uh, I came in in 1998 and, and, and they seen my, you know, downward journey. And uh, my life was partially saved by a peer on the job hmm. um, that I had seen years prior. And now he's walking around with a twinkle in his eye and he's talking to people. And I just came up to him and I go, what are you doing? You know? And uh, he told me. and um, Oh, my gosh, I just got the chills. He came up <laughs> and checked on me for three months. He would come up, get my face, you ready yet? You know, and I'd be like, no, oh, you know, I'd hang, you know, hang my head, you know, guilt and shame, right? And continue on. And um, and then I was ready. And um, I knew who to call. And so mm-hmm. when I called that guy and I got in treatment, I never looked back. Um, and so since that day, I've always wore my recovery on my sleeve, you know, yeah, I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery. I'm in, re- you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I they that was voluntold because they're like, you want to help people, right? Well, this is what you're gonna do. And um, were you like, no, I would really like to swing a hammer. Right. And, well, <laughs> you know, February, I I got the call and it wasn't really like, hey, there's this thing. It's like, hey, you're gonna quit your job and you need to be here March first. And I go, okay. Uh, and granted, I'm wow. jackhammering. I'm I'm right. loading trash. I, I'm like. Yeah, no problem. So I went and told my boss, you know, and and that was that was history. So no way. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's been great, you know, because that's ultimately what I want to do. Is yeah, you know, and 
So let me ask a question to both of you that I sometimes ask people who come on here who are in recovery or are very open about their mental health struggles and and things like that. And this is going to sound like a really weird question, but it's based on my experience, which I am not a person in recovery. I sometimes wonder if I was, would I want everyone to know it all day, every day, and that to be a part of my job? Or some days are you like, can I just like be Aaron, like not in recovery? And do you feel like there's, and next question is, do you feel like there is more pressure? Do you like that pressure? Is that how you like do your thing? Or is it like, will you like lay off my goddamn back? Like Mm -hmm. it's been a tough day. Recovery has afforded me the chance to um, learn about myself, Mm -hmm. which is the greatest gift I could have ever been given. Um, so no, I enjoy being in recovery. It's, uh, it's never a dull moment. It's never, but do you enjoy talking about it all the time. Yes. I mean, obviously your life is where it is today because you're in recovery, but some days do you just wish that, like, I, I mean, there are some days where, you know, you, you kind of start to reflect or you just become, you know, really drained. Yeah. That, and, I mean, that's really why I'm asking. Yeah. And and it's kind of like, what's going on? Because I'm not used to that. So it's kind of like, okay, what is going on? And you just, I reflect on the day and it's like, okay, they don't seem like big deals, but you put it all together and it's kind of like, oh, maybe that's got something to do mm-hmm. with it. So I'm just paying attention. Yeah. You know, just, just observing because it's, it's a different world and I'm not used to it. It's Right. Right. How about you? I thought you were going to give the, the tagline that, that other, you know, our, our work is not our recovery. That is true. You know, those are, so we're talking about two different things. And Thank you for bringing that up. But um, they do overlap a hey, lot. Hey. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Um, of course they overlap. Like we're human right. beings, right? Of course. That, that's why I call it a tagline. Yeah. You know? But, but the, it's important. It's an important uh, thing to say, though, because what it means is by doing this, incredible incredible work that we're so lucky to do that doesn't mean that that that's not our internal work that's not Mm -hmm. our that that has to keep going and obviously lucky enough and it was super important i think we're we're both really uh lucky i'll say again uh but blessed and it almost had to be a part we were already on this journey both of us in in our own way yeah it seems like it that had to be an important part of it but yeah it, you had to be vulnerable and willing to share and talk and move forward and harness your life experience to help others before you were voluntold. Yeah, you have to be in that place where uh, I, I also believe that, you you know, it it has to be a calling. And don't let me, for me, I, I don't want it to turn anyone else off of it because it can it can it can look ten thousand ways, and I'm sure many people can do it skillfully for for other reasons. But when you're when everything else is disappears and you're sitting with someone and and helping them, it, it in in some of the worst moments of their life lives, you know, for me. I, I have to want to be there like that. Mm-hmm. That is where I'm supposed to be. And so that gets to be something different than my recovery. So there, there, 
they're all the same thing. They're all interconnected. You're uh, still doing your own work. You're still like our peers, you know, they might still go to their own meetings. Ab- they're still going absolutely. and celebrating their own stuff. And they're also helping other people experience that. But they're also doing their own thing. Yep. And working their own their own journey. Yeah. So how many laborers are there in St. Louis? A lot. Ish. <laughs> like hundreds, thousands? Uh, members alone is around 5,000. Yep. But with family members, we're around 11,000. Yeah. And there are two of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I know we've been part of all <laughs> kinds of conversations. Speaking of Don, you know, Mr. Bulldog, between him and John, they are determined, mm-hmm. you know, to have basically two, if not more of you at every friggin' job site where there are laborers. Um, that would be awesome. And we're not there yet. Yeah. So how are you two sort of prioritizing where you're going? Because I often wonder that, like as I drive down and I see the, all the construction sites, first of all, I'm like, okay, is this a place where there'd be union laborers? That's number one. And if they are, how do they know about you? And then how do you two prioritize where to go and how to spend your time? Mm, you know, we have a... And I know you're figuring it out, right? Because you're new. Yeah. Ish. And and we also have um, a lot of bosses. So that kind of has, <laughs> yeah. kinda has yeah. to run through the right, channels. Right. Um, but we do what we can. And, and right now it's... Um, we've been getting guys together. Uh, you know, whether it be at a, at a meeting or, oh, so, okay. so we're looking at peer groups, Okay. you know, okay. um, getting That's these guys smart. together. Uh, first one was Friday and a couple phone numbers were exchanged. Get and, out of and town. I said, there it is, you know, and, and that was, That's that was super so cool. And, and it was the meeting after the meeting, right? Or like 20, 30 minutes of just camaraderie and laughing and it was super cool. So. And guys want that. Guys want to, you know, associate with each other that They're, understand. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's kind of where we're at is, is you know, getting some mass text lines together. and Wow. You know, and just connecting people. There's a lot of us in recovery. Yeah. Well. You know, already. Yeah, so, for sure. So we kind of lean on them guys too, you know. It's, yeah. For and so I would I would add a bunch of things to that also uh, because it's it's a lot a lot more than that you know there are uh, m- many stages like you said this is new for us so different phases of rollout mm-hmm. ways to communicate to all of our members wherever that because uh, they're all human beings so we you talked to you asked about numbers and members so that's what that's really talking about is human beings families units that are all interconnected and struggle and so it's not just recovery from addiction or from substances you know we're talking about mental health and life stuff and so there are lots of things going on Aaron and I have a a hotline that we answer a warm line if you will uh it's 24 7 and so uh you know to me having this as a resource so people understand it and I think like I mentioned, it's going to come out in a lot of different ways. One of the ways I hope is uh, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Lives changed. You know, these people out there moving and, and, and. Like what happened with you, Aaron. Like that was word of mouth. 
Absolutely. And if you all had been in existence at that point in time, dollars to donuts, that dude would have been like, hey, this is I'm you, here and this is who you can call. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so I do agree in the interconnectedness, but I, I it's it's, you know, bigger than any any meeting you could put together. You know, these are all lives that move in different ways. We're talking about our population. It's very interesting because they all work for different employers. So it, right. it can be segmented. Yes. There are people, this is another way, Aaron and I, like so interesting, the two sides of the coin. Um, Aaron was a guy who worked out of the hall. He saw a lot of the hall. Mm-hmm. There's guys who never, never talked to any of their union yeah. reps at all. They get a job, they work for them. And so for them to also know who we are and, and it, I think it goes for, it, it's a kind of a universal thing, right? It's kind of why we're even talking about this, about peers is there is a wall between people and clinicians. Mm-hmm. People don't utilize their resources. People wait a long time before they go and get help for a multitude of reasons. And so we want to help change that. You know, we yeah. want to be there for people and help create. I, I also think that there's this mechanism already out there in this world. If anybody knows uh, anything about military population and, and also the um, construction industry, the populations look, yes. look look awful alike. And so there's these units already out there where these people are already interacting with each other. Uh, picture yourself at work with the people you know and spend a lot of time with. You know more about them than most people do. And those interactions are something that uh, I, I want to take advantage of because these people, if just given that extra little bit of information or juge that... Uh, to be able to be there for each other mm-hmm. in good times, but, but definitely in yeah. bad. And we have this, we have this new resource that we can take advantage of that system. These, I think people already know what's going on out there with mm-hmm. each other. They just don't know how to help. How to tap in. When to, when, how, when do I say something? I don't want to overstep, but yeah. I, I know what's going on. I'm, I, yeah. Where do I refer them to so that sure. again, you know, they are not getting in trouble at work because that's definitely still a stigma that people have. And, and the, the game has changed with workplaces, but I mean, we're a recovery friendly workplace and I know darn good and well that I would still have employees that would be hesitant to come forward. That's just the, that's the nature of the thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's of the disease of the, of the, whatever it is, fill in the blank absolutely because of the power differential. Yeah, power. I love it. Uh, it's I. It's so. Oh, I wish people could see inside my mind. I just the other day helped a member, and he asked me to go to his uh, his employer with him. Mm-hmm. And f- for people to sit in that moment, and I love talking about this moment because people talk about the hard work and the hard road of recovery. And I, I, I I'm not disagreeing with that. But what I will say is this. When you can let go of some of that shit you're hanging on to mm-hmm. and you're it's like we hold on to it like like we'd rather die than let go and to watch somebody to h- allow even a l- little bit of loosening that and to watch this human being with his employer and watch his employer look at him with care and this is where I'm t- I'm still talking about construction people I understand. these are still some hard ass people but to watch this happen and to know why aren't we all doing this so long story short his employer was so grateful that we were standing there and having this conversation couldn't have been more supportive and I we're just we're all do okay everybody we're all in this together you know like we're all yeah. in this together and when we're we're caring for each other 
I'm not trying to sound too corny, but I know. we are so much stronger and so capable of this, and it is such a beautiful thing. Oh, that's amazing. And you also mentioned, and you and I have talked about this, Aaron, like the, the power that the families play in all of this, because, you know, the, the union and the EAP, I mean, they definitely support families too, right? Absolutely. Um, and when somebody is experiencing a mental health or a substance use crisis uh, or challenge, um, it affects more than just them. So how are, I mean, have, have families been pretty receptive to this as well? Absolutely. I mean, families are receptive as they're going to be just like anybody looking sure. for help. Um, I know myself and James have both kind of been in the middle of some family things. Um, Sounds super fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very interesting. Uh-huh. That's a good word. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding, too, on the other side. Like, you know, things don't always work out to the best of their ability. But them knowing they're supported through this organization. Right. Um, I've even had guys that my my first meeting was the union's never done a damn thing uh-huh. for me, and then turn around, you know, three weeks later and go, "Wow, you know, this organization yep. cares about me," and uh, it's it's things like that that are just um, so fruitful <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, we 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 support the family as much as possible. I mean, that's one of the first things, like, you know, how's How's the wife? How are the kids? Yep. How's your living situation? You know, and sometimes guys need space, so they go stay somewhere else for a while. And, um, you know, we do what we can um, across the board. Yeah. Whether it be food, utilities, hmm. I mean, you name it, we're here to support them however we can. Hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say? I know you got something to add. <laughs> you know, I. I'm going to rob this word intersectionality, you know, mm, like it's, okay. you know, we can't isolate these things. No, of course not. Right. And of so all the, all this is, even if the person's not married, they, st- I mean, they maybe have kids or stepkids. They definitely have a parent who's uh, probably, I mean, definitely, you know what I mean? They probably <laughs> have a parent that's worried about them or that has noticed a decline in whatever's going on. I also have these people at work. Exactly. You know, we're all, exactly. we're we all so interconnected and yeah. it, it is all part of it. Uh, you know, I love how stories can just tell the, you know, I have a member whose spouse texts me while I'm helping them. Spouse is in hospital trying to get into treatment. This really wow. traumatic, you know, powerful crisis. And and I, I I don't like saying this because I did something, but here's the, the text back is, Thank. Here's what I'm going through. Thank you so much for being here. I can't imagine what I would do without you here. And like that, that's a, that speaks awesome. volumes. So this is the spouse, just to paint that picture of of what this can look like. And 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 also, uh, I I want to take stigma out of it. This is human being stuff. This is stuff that we're all dealing with um, together. And so yeah, you can't take a person out of their family. Um, it's. De- what I love is both sides of that, right? Because we're talking about the, the the trauma and the negative, but also the positive. When somebody is being helped mm-hmm. and recovery is this this real, very real thing that happens every day and is so powerful, when that's happening, 
then those lives are also being touched in a different way. Absolutely. And so we may help a member. We may talk to somebody one time, but to think about all the other touches, the the possibilities of how that changes uh, and how we're all working together and interconnected, that's fa- that's the family. That's the We may not even see it, right? I know. I, we pl- you were probably planting a lot of seeds. You might not see every single seed come to fruition and bear fruit, but you know, you're seeing, you're, you're planting a lot of seeds. You might be disrupting some generational trauma. You might be encouraging a family conversation at home. You might be causing some divorce that might actually be the very best thing for everyone involved. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, of things that you all are doing. And some people might be listening going, wait a second, why would an employer want to do this? Because it ain't cheap, right? I mean, it's, it's an investment of time and resources. Why would they want to do this? And I think that I could sit here and I could say, well, duh, it's a retention issue. You know, there are staffing shortages everywhere. Of mm-hmm. course, they want their employees to stay safe and they have to meet OSHA requirements. And if you have employees that are unsafe, like that dings their ratings and all that kind of stuff. Like I could do all that shit, right? And if I was a glass half empty type of person, that's where it would end. Well, of course, this is good business for them. Mm-hmm. And that might be a little true. But I also think that there's something bigger here, right? Yeah. If, you know, for every dollar you spend on prevention is about a 7 to $10. 7 to 12 mm-hmm. Oh, 7 to 12 mm-hmm. You know, Some numbers say eighteen, but you know, whatever, right? so, whatever. Hey, these are these. Hey, these yep. are facts, right? But prevention then, is very unsexy to most people. Sure, but when you also look at right, if you look at the deadlines these guys are under now, um, burnout because of these deadlines and the labor shortage. You look at. You know, absenteeism, guy can only show up three times a week. Suicide rates. All, Presenteeism, all, guys. Oh, yes. Hurting someone on the job site. Yeah, you don't there, want somebody like driving a crane that is not like they're not, their head is not in the job, well, right? Like, But these are all pressures that these guys yes. are being put under. Yes. And, and, it's, and it's a very serious situation. Not to say that anything from like, if you're a dad, and I'll just gender it because, you know, I mean, we're talking about construction it's primarily mm-hmm. men but sure. if you're a dad and your teenager is going through something mm-hmm. that is that weighs on you and that is distracting right if you're worried about paying your bills mm-hmm. that is a real real weight right and and my dad was in construction growing up they never had those kind of conversations the meeting after the meeting was usually standing around the job site drinking beer mm-hmm. exactly yeah. But they weren't talking about their feelings. They weren't talking about the stuff that was that they were going through. It didn't mean they weren't going through it. Right. Of course not. Right. You can, you can't even quantify what how this stuff affects you when you when you can imagine as we all can when we're going through it like we're not there. No. So imagine that happening. You're like a freaking zombie. Like yeah. you're there, but you're not there. You know. Hey, I have a question. I'm sorry. I'm going to redirect. But why Lay it on me. why is prevention? so unsexy (laughs) sorry sorry. well i i think after 15 years in this business i think it's because the best work happens when nothing happens i love that and we know that headlines it's you know if it bleeds it leads Mm. right and and so i think prevention would become sexier if 
we as a society were less focused on instant gratification. Mm, there it is. For you to plant seeds, you might not see fruit for decades. Sure, absolutely. Your company might not see real ROI for mm -hmm. years. Yeah. So you have to prioritize the long game. Yeah. And in our society, we don't prioritize the long game. And it's getting worse as we've gamified everything. And uh, it's not me saying, oh, I'm an yeah. old fogey and we've gave no. it's social media. But we've gamified everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I, I really push for shared stories. I mean, share, 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 share that stuff. Like, you know, if you, if you have been there and you have found a way out, like share that, like together, you know, I run into you guys are like, oh, like come on, why, why are you holding it back? You <laughs> know, why, you know, uh, cause we do need to change our attitudes and behaviors, uh, our attitudes and, and behaviors around this stuff. It's to normalize it, yeah. it, you know, and I don't love the, the word always, but to to open ourselves up to it, mm -hmm. you know, to not to not hide it away, to not squeeze it away, and to really be human. And I, I personally, uh, you know, I'm a pessimist by trade, so I practice optimism. I I word I I knew I, I liked you. Yes, I I I watch people. Everybody's hard on young people i watched them move in ways that we had to scratch and claw to get here and so my hope is is full and high for them to move in ways that we have only fought and thought to and to push this forward so yeah yeah to be human and mm -hmm. to be better because of it you know uh it's just you know it's a, it's a, a process of change you know that's right. I love. I, oh, I want to say something too. I love when people talk about you know upstream or downstream. Like, I love it when somebody can come up with that perfect little mechanism that allows everybody to go. Oh, okay. I, right. I, I, I get. I get prevention now. You know, like to to alter yeah. people's lives to make have these gentle touches. You know, all the way into childhood when we can have. You know. People are predisposed and we can have these gentle touches that can alter lives. So we can talk about dollars and cents. And uh, but when we talk about lives changed and communities changed, that that inspires me. I'm sorry if I'm getting a little no. gushy about it, but that inspires me. It is me. inspiring. And what you all are really doing is really both sides of the stream. If I mean, it really is. It's upstream because you're trying to help those people, let them know that there are resources before anything happens, before there's a family emergency or a family crisis, before there's a workplace incident, whatever. But then also, you are also downstream saying, okay, you're in, you're, you're in an emergency state, you need help, let's get you the help. Yeah. So you're sort of straddling both worlds, which I think is so beautiful. Yeah. And that's, that's where it is. It's somewhere in the middle. Right, like the middle path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and that's you know, that's where you know these success stories and people learning that you know they can they can trust us and believe in us when when we say we're gonna do the things we we're gonna do and we're not talking to your employer and we're not doing these things that uh, you wouldn't want us to do. Uh, we, you know. Um, we're changing the culture, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're getting, the more we get in front of these guys, hopefully the more they can trust us. You're building your reputation. And hopefully the more this thing catches steam, like, okay, something's going on. Let me just reach out and see what, you know, just let me try, 
you know, or something. Yeah, so. it's it's worth a shot. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, because you all are doing the work each and every day. You're building the reputation of the program, but it also rests upon the reputation of you all, which is really incredible. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We we the the meeting Friday was amazing, uh, and we got to sit in front of some contractors, and OSHA was there, and we like oh. put on this little presentation. Oh, okay. And it went great. And that's what we need. Like we promoted workplace friendly, you know, and we're, you know, this is closing the loop on this. Like, let's all work together. Right. We're not asking you to give people three or four or five chances. No, but, it, but another chance. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't Aaron, have to be zero tolerance. Right. Aaron and I love talking about this thing where, uh, to be vulnerable with people and, and, and we do this thing where, where cats look at us and they're like, Oh, we can do that. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's, that's such a that's a, such a wonderful thing, and that's where the real you know mm-hmm. the the real work can can happen. Well, on behalf of pretty much everyone in St. Louis, thank you for doing what you're doing. I mean, seriously, people are geeked about this, mm-hmm. and I think that it's not just people in the construction industry; like people who are in this field are really excited. Can, can I say something about that? Tell me. We feel. I, I feel so lucky, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants. If anybody doesn't know who Nicole Dossi is, oh, Lord, giant, we can if cut any, this part out. If anybody doesn't know <laughs> these human beings, and we all know, we know life. There's always these strengths behind us, you know, like we... I feel like such a, you know, but like Don, for example. Don, yeah, mean, Don was in my mind. He's the John Gall, like, like these people who who aren't the whole who, board. who aren't in I, your right. face, who aren't in your face, jamming stuff at mm-hmm. you. They're but not, they're back. Okay. They're back there doing this hard work. Aaron would not, be, would not, and I would not be sitting here doing this without all of that. And when we walk into this yeah. world nine months ago, of of care and compassion, of recovery, of all, all the, when I look at all the people doing this work, you know, uh, it's so uh, it, for me from an outside like it seems so unglamorous. And now that I'm in here, it, it is so glamorous. But yeah, when <laughs> I is. when I look at them and feel the propulsion of them, we are so just a small part of this. I've heard coalition, 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 and you all have taught us that on a daily basis, and we are so humble and so. Thank yeah. you for allowing us to be a part of your world and a, a part of this. That's all I can say. It's not, don't, don't, don't think it's just yet. Yeah. Thank you for allowing us. What you us. guys do for peers is above and beyond. And, and yeah, it just, it warms my heart. And the infrastructure is here for us to succeed. Um, you guys have shown us nothing but support. We have support from our organization across the board. We're going to make this thing happen. Yes, you are. Shout out to Diana Marburger. That's it. (laughs) Got to shout her out. I had to put it in there. Thank you all so much for being here. I mean, really and truthfully, and you have an open invitation. Next time you want to come back and talk about the latest thing that you're doing and rolling out as part of this program, we're all in. Um, Really appreciate everything that you're doing. And I'm so glad you both were voluntold because... I can't imagine two other people doing it. So thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Um, if you like what you've heard, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing to The Preventable. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. Thank you. 
Thanks for joining us at The Preventable, brought to you ad-free by PreventEd. PreventEd works to reduce or prevent the harms of alcohol and other drug use through education, intervention, and advocacy. Please visit their website at prevented.org. Like what you heard? Rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date with what we are serving on The Preventable.